We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic. Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. I feel retrogasmic. 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 With Danny Deluxe and Hetty LeBomb. Welcome to the Retrogasmic Podcast. I'm Dee Dee Deluxe. And I'm Hetty LeBomb. Thank you for joining us. In today's show, we have special guest Dirty Murder. Um, they're going to be playing, or letting us play, I should say, three songs off their new record. That's an exclusive for the Retrogasmic podcast. Cool. Uh, we'll be talking to Martin, the drummer, uh, about his robot-building life, I guess. I mean, he's he's fairly well-known in New Zealand now for his... Buggy Robots. Yeah, buggyrobots.com. Check it out. and They're incredible. Absolutely fantastic. Also, I do a film review of the Vincent Price classic, Last Man on Earth. Wonderful stuff. Fantastic movie. Um, We've also got... Oh, trivia. Yes, yes, vintage trivia. What's our question for today? Do it now? Yes. Okay. Vintage trivia for today. Where did the word robot come from? Oh, I know the answer to this. Do you? Well, it's where I come from too. Is it? Okay. I thought that was going to be a hard one. So, okay, so where did the word robot come from? So we'll kick off with a song from the new Dirty Murder album. This is called Crack Robot. One, two, one, two, three, Yard, looking for junk, covered in metal, it looks like a pot. I know what to do, what to do is the black robot blues. Ah! His body is massive, and so is his head. Dirty old paintwork, rusty and red. I know what to do, what to do is a black robot blues. Ah! Get out. He's 
caught in a trap Locked in the junkyard Surrounded by scrap I know what to do, what to do is a Black robot blues Ah! Crackyard jump tape Down on his luck Got put in the crush up his future is tough I know what to do, what to do is a Black robot blues Another day to live through. Better get started. That unmistakable voice. Yes, it's the king of retro horror himself, Vincent Price, in the 1964 adaptation of Richard Matheson's novel I Am Legend, The Last Man on Earth. More of them for the pit. Every day there are more of them. They live off the weak ones and leave them for the pit. Three years after a pandemic wipes out humanity, one man struggles to survive alone. His days are spent hunting for supplies and his nights battling the vampire-like undead. Morgan, come out, come out. Don't expect a traditional horror. This is more a psychological thriller, a case study in loneliness and desperation. The vampires are simply an afterthought. And now, 12 long hours before the sun will rise and drive them back to darkness. Price really proves himself a serious actor in this role, especially in the appropriately slow-paced first half. There is a stark realism to this film that seems before its time. The sun's already set. They'll be everywhere. The author, Richard Matheson, was involved in the screenplay himself, but after several rewrites, asked not to be credited. The film really veers off course in the second half. The plot becomes confused and anticlimactic. Regardless, it's still worthwhile just for Price's performance. I also really enjoyed the cinematography and the score. Three and a half out of five from me. A very underrated film. Where's Winky? Hello, Winky. Where are you? Hello. Joy to the world. Here's Winky. <laughs> Is that your Christmas greeting to the universe? It's my Christmas greeting for the universe. So it sure is. So, so Boy, am I feeling festive. Go on, tell us, tell, us, tell us what's going on in your Christmassy world. Oh, my goodness me. Well, been trying to do some Christmas shopping, I have, but it's not going very well. Can't seem to find anything. Like, what do you buy for men these days? They don't wear dresses. They don't need curlers. They don't need makeup. Well, some, some men just, do. Well, actually, that's probably uncovering a really big hole there, isn't it? 
But, you know, my, well, my my man doesn't. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem. I've got to say, I think I think Scotty would look pretty good in curlers. Well, yeah, I've tried with the makeup, and that didn't go down too well. But well, he's got the cheekbones. So, um, what's your what's your Christmas plans? What, what's going on in the, um, in the in the Winky household? In the Winky house, well, I tell you what, we're actually taking part in the Tiamuru Christmas Parade this weekend uh, with the uh, Tiamuru Hot Rod and Custom Clubs. So, I'm going to be looking my finest in a um, in my 55 band um, retro dress. So I've got all that planned, and I tell you what, I have to tell you something before go we go any further. Go on, go on. I have discovered a pina colada sugar body scrub. A pina colada sugar body scrub. So is this just pina colada scented, or is it actually pina colada? So when you're having well, a shower, it exfoliates well, and you get drunk. Well, you know the sugar that they put around the room. No. Of the pina colada, my thoughts are on the whole situation. It's like, why leave the sugar on the rim? Let's exfoliate our hands and let's drink the pina colada. It's perfect. Oh, so hang on. So you're, you're <laughs> let's, let's wind the clock back a bit. When you said, I thought you'd discovered, uh, you know, you'd been to some uh, shop for creams and lotions and ointments and stuff. And you'd found a pina colada. You're telling me you're using real pina coladas as an exfoliant. I look 10 years younger. <laughs> Inside, I feel 10 years younger. I look, t- hey, it's Christmas, right? It's December. Fantastic. Well, look, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's a tremendous thing. I'm sure whatever happens and whoever you hang out with over Christmas, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Hey, I've got a winky, got a winky question for you. Oh, I love this, these. Go this, on. This was this was sent in by um, sent in by our viewer. Now, oh. what if you had the power to, to scale up any animal to the size of a horse? What animal would you scale up to the size of a horse? A flamingo. I knew you were going to say that. A flamingo. I mean, it would be it would be pink and majestic, but don't think it would be it'd be a bit dangerous. I tell you what, if there was a flamingo. The size of a horse, mate. I would be saddling that bad boy up, and I would be riding it everywhere. <coughs> okay, now I've got I got an image of you in the Christmas parade, <laughs> big hot rod, Chevrolet, custom car, then Winky astride a horse-sized, you know smelling vaguely of pina colada. This is this is this is good. I'm liking this is, a lot. Do you know what in Waitomo? Yeah. I was down in Waitomo the other day, and they have ostriches. You have just got me thinking. No. I'm going to go to the farm. I'm going to borrow an ostrich. I'm going to paint it pink, put a nice big <laughs> feather coat on the back of it, and I'm going to ride that ostrich like it's a flamingo. Uh, you're, okay, if we're going to give this show a title, it's going to be I'm going to ride that ostrich like it's a flamingo. <laughs> I'm going to ride that ostrich. I'm going to think pink. And I'm going to ride that ostrich like it. Hey, whoever sent that question in is pure genius. Absolutely. Either A, I'm going to get arrested, or B, I'm going to look bloody fabulous. So, hey, that's the perfect. It's just opened this big can of like opportunities. Look, I've got look, to start planning. Thank you so much, Winky. Um, hopefully, we'll talk to you a, a, a couple of times before Christmas. But if not, um, enjoy your turkey, enjoy your pina coladas, and I'm looking oh. forward to, to it seeing you all, all exfoliated. <laughs> 
Oh, I will. I tell you what, and I do hope I speak to you before Christmas because I'm learning how to sing Christmas carols at the moment. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, Hetty, but I think your job's on the line. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Thank you, Winky. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Do I have Dirty Murder on the phone? You have Dirty Murder You sure do. Now, I'll have to explain to our listeners that um, you're both strange foreigners from a, a Kiwi point of view. So we've got a, yeah. a, co- a Cockney doing the interview and a, a Welshman and a Scotsman. It sounds like the beginnings of a joke, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Englishman, yeah. Scotchman oh, and a yeah. Welshman went into a bar. Imagine if we all walked into a bar, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, uh, I need some subtitles for foreign listeners. <laughs> so... Um, Dirty Murder, you guys are doing something uh, a bit different on the New Zealand vintage scene. Um, I've been trying all day to find a way of pigeonholing you like terrible journalists do. And the nearest I can get (laughs) is something like lo-fi garage skiffle or something. (laughs) I think you're pretty right on there, to be honest. It's very hard to categorise it. I mean, it just it is what it is. Um, I mean, going back in history, Andy was playing as Dirty Murder on his own uh, maybe like started like three years ago yeah so he was Dirty Murder but I, and then he, he, he gave me a text one day saying how'd you fancy coming down and joining uh, just to make it as a gruesome twosome because yeah. he needed some you know bit of like rhythm and bit of like backup just to keep the keep the songs rolling on yeah I didn't want to become the you know there's, there's, there was a bit of a cliche thing going on still probably is uh, Duncan about you know the, uh, the old um <clears throat> one man band thing, mm. and I, I, I didn't want to go down that route, you know. Um, uh, I, I think it's admirable, but um, it wasn't for me. It's bloody hard work I, as well to do well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, and I admire the, the these people that do that, you know. And were, were and you doing when you were playing on your own? Were you doing the same thing with that that the, the um, cigar box guitars and, and all that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, cigar box guitars and homemade mics and and all that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I was, yeah. Um, but so, I wasn't doing. I'd, I'd made a stomp box at that time, but I wasn't using it. Um, so, so I think we need to give some background to people that. Uh, I mean, we've got go lis- listeners all over the world who who won't know much about you. Um, yeah. <laughs> just describe if if they walked into a, a dirty murder gig, what 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 would they see? What would they experience? Just give people a you know paint the picture. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. It's like two of us, and Andy's got his quiff, and I've got my like almost quiff, and um, yeah, we've known each other for a while. Um, so Andy's there with his cigar box guitars. He's got a microphone which is a 1960s telephone that is on the end of a flexible rod, and it's lashed together stuff. And there's an upside down crucifix lamp, and. I've got my stand-up snare drum, and on my snare drum, I've got a tiny little crash cymbal, uh, an ashtray with some, a couple of cymbals on it, and 1960s uh, like vintage lamp that I use to hit with brushes and a stomp box. That's about it, really. So, so we so just got stand up there and play. It's basically and my, my, it's basically found found objects and manufactured objects turned into uh, into percussion and, and music. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the um, precursor. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. well, 
Yeah. I've just got yeah, to, I just, I, mean, I, I just want to pick up on the, 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 the upside down crucifix that doesn't have any symbolism, does it no, at all? It's just, it, it just happens to be no, an upside no. down cross shape. Yeah. So that's just an added extra that, um, I found in our, in an electronic shop that, um, that the bulb <laughs> happened to be a crucifix and it only hangs upside down on my, yeah. <laughs> it can only hang I just thought I'd say down. that in case people tuning in suddenly thought that I was interviewing some kind of Norwegian satanic metal duo, you know. No, we, we, don't, we don't spend our weekends burning churches, all right. No, no, uh, so, so goats are safe around you. Absolutely, absolutely, they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. So, so I've I've seen you and guys. I thought, I thought I'd, I thought I'd uh, upgrade my when when I started doing my backing backing singing. I I thought I need to make a microphone here because Andy's got the best microphone. So I've got a 1960s push bike lamp. Right. That is, uh, that's <laughs> got a, it's got a, it's got the microphone out of an old telephone inside it. And it's on a piece of flexible tubing that's from a shower, so, and that's bolted onto uh, that's bolted onto my sort of carry case, which is a 1960s sort of um, little, little carry filing cabinet. I, I must admit, I mean, mm. I, was, I was just about to say, I've seen you guys live a couple of times now, and the the spectacle of watching you guys making music <laughs> out of this stuff is almost as 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 much fun as as listening to you guys do it. It, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a, a, you know, you've got a thing. It's, 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 it's great. Um, you must have some fairly advanced uh, DIY or manufacturing skills. Um, just, just tell us about your workshop. And I mean, you know, uh, for, for people I mean, that don't I'll know, myself, I'll try not to rattle on for half an hour. But uh, yeah, I, I collect all vintage objects, usually 1950s and 60s, uh, uh, like broken broken appliances. I, I love I love that kind of thing. And then I, I sort of um, I reassemble them. In, I, I usually make robots or robot dogs or robot sculptures. They don't do anything. They just look fabulous. And they are kind of like based around the shape and form of 19, 1960s sort yeah. of Japanese robots, but in, in my design. So yeah. I've, I've got a, like a workshop over in Auckland here. And I, that's what I build. And I don't use it. I don't weld. I, I make um, brackets out of old spanners and um, it's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Because I love working with metal. Yeah, I've, Andy, I mean, I've, I've seen some of your robot creations Andy's, and they're, they're fantastic. Uh, and Andy is quite skilled at the old woodworking. Yeah, we're a good, we're a good compliment, I think, Duncan. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I love working with wood. Uh, I take that from my dad. Um, who is uh, <clears throat> my hero? He's a joiner, and he makes fantastic things. He's built everything from as, as large as hotels to houses to wow. uh, carves little, tiny little mice. He inspired me to to work with woodworking tools, and then I just put that together with my love of music and, and guitars and. I had inspiration from um, blues, old, old blues music, saw that people had made their own guitars when they couldn't afford them and, and way back in the 1920s. This is what I was going to say. Um, You're following on in the tradition from back in the day when there was no money, so people would improvise, and that became part of the sound. Exactly, exactly yeah. that, and and uh, a lot, a lot of Delta blues and therefore Chicago blues were born out of the fact that people were dirt poor. They made their own instruments, made their own music, and and it, and it came from that. And I, I absolutely adore that, absolutely adore it, and um, just was so inspired by that that I, I thought 
I'm going to give that a go. And, and my first guitar was actually somewhat of a success. I, it was, you know, I've got it hanging on the wall in front of me as we speak. And then, you know, every every guitar I make, as, as, as every robot Martin makes, I'm sure, you, you gain experience and, and ideas from, and then, then it goes on to the next one and the next one. Yeah. And, uh, and off it goes. It's great. It's what, fantastic. What I like about you, you guys um, is that the... Uh, the music is as much a product of you guys' influences and um, musical sensibilities as it is a product of the the kind of the the living functional artworks you've created to make the music out of. It's a lovely mm-hmm. kind of collaboration between the two, uh, and it's it's very um, uncomplicated. You know, if you strip yeah. music right down, you know, you've just got a, a, a beat and a guitar. It's got just got three strings. And a snare drum, basically. So it is kind of stripped down, but it does have some. Yeah, we, we do have a, a different sort of style. I don't. I don't know. But it is, well, it's a very, let, very old-fashioned style. Let's play. So it. I think. I think. Just, just added to that. If, if I'm just, just one. Uh, if I can say one thing, but when you play live, Duncan, and you probably um, notice that when, when you see this yourself, um, it gets people where they live. You know, it. It, um, it really. The, you know, it's, it's un, as Martin correctly said, it's, it's uncomplicated, but it's rootsy music. It hits you at your heart, really defined level, and and it, it really hits you at your soul. Yeah, so and, it's, very, uh, it's very honest music, very very honest. Can, no can we, can we, can no, we play... Um, about it. I, th- yeah. I think we need to play something to give people a taste. We, we're doing our best That's to describe in words what we could easily... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to play Graveyard Shift as as the first one. We open we open the show with Crack Robot, which is my one of my favourites of yours. Oh, <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, yes. Dirty Mercy's take on on Graveyard Shift. <laughs> Walk a big orchard, stay up all night long. Walk a big orchard, stay up all night long. Wake up so big, you think you're still gone. If you don't treat your baby right, if you don't treat your baby right, she'll come see me for all the night. The sun goes down and the moon is gone, it's gonna come around. Don't you think I want to? We go so big, I get you gone. I never can lag, righteous like a dream. I never can lag. Right just like a dream All the pretty girls They want to ride with me See, I got one All that women want Oh, I got one All you women want I never say I do When I really don't
Fantastic yeah. stuff. So uh, I gather you guys are recording a full-length album now. Is that right? We we have plans to release an album maybe next year. We, we've got some tracks that just need a bit of finishing off. We've got about, uh, I think we've got 10 recorded tracks. Mm. They need a little bit of tweaking and mastering. And then we're, we're looking at like um, bringing, bringing an album or maybe like a EP yep. album or maybe vinyl. So the last song that we're going to uh, to play, um, Ain't It a Shame? Um, just give us a little bit of, uh, you know, how did that song come about? I mean, Andy's pretty good with the harmonica and it gives him a chance to, yeah, let rip with a harmonica. And he, you know, so he, he takes my microphone, which is like a room. Sometimes he jumps into the crowd and sometimes jump onto a bar and he can uh, put the guitar down and roam around. It's yeah, good. yeah. And anyway. it gives us a chance to sort of um, kind of change our, our dynamic a little bit. And mm. it's always good to change how people can view you on, on stage as well. I always thought it brought the, the whole atmosphere down a little bit in the show. But we found that it actually brings it up. People really get into it and, and dance around to it, considering it's Martin's uh, percussion and just a microphone and both mm. of our vocals. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. I, think it, I think it works really well. So let's have a listen to the track. This is Ain't It a Shame. Fighting is not the answer. No, I 
the right to be free and keep all the evil on the run. Oh, ain't it shame? 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 Wait, people do. Fantastic stuff. So um, where can people track you down? Facebook, I'm assuming? Yes, we have a Facebook page, which is basically under Dirty Murder, but we're spelt under the vernacular, which is D-U-R-T-Y. M U R D U R Dorte Mordor. Also, I've I've been posting quite a lot of photographs um, on Instagram under Dirty Murder again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think we should definitely ma- mention Mar- uh, Martin's Buggy Robot site. But yeah, yeah. Make- Buggy, yeah, BuggyRobot.com. That's where you can see my robots and because, the things that I build. You know, we're yeah, heavily connected. I, I highly people. recommend people check out your oh, robots. They are fantastic. Yeah, and then certainly in the next month we've got a couple of gigs lined up. That's our um, Gunslinger's Ball gig. We've we've done that. This will be the third year on the trot we've done with that with Bernie Griffin. Yeah, they're always good. Yeah, we're very proud to play those. Two years on the trot at the King's Arms, and this year at the Whammy. And we've got a gig on the fifteenth of December in Warkworth of all places. Thank you Please. so much for talking to us, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, and uh, so, dirty, dirty murder with all of the U's uh, on Facebook and Buggy Robots. Yeah, buggyrobot.com is my website, and Buggy Robot is on Facebook too. Check it out. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Cheers, Duncan. Thank you very much. So, the answer to our vintage triv the word robot, where did it come from? Do you want to say this one if you know, or shall I? Uh... Well, it, it comes from the Czech Republic, well, Czechoslovakia, which is where where I'm originally from. You're not from there. Yes, you? I am. Prove, you would know. Pr- prove it. Say something in foreign. Co by som mohla povedať? No tak, ja Have you just told, called me an idiot? I, I thought about it and then I didn't. Okay. Thank you. What, what, so, so, the word robot, where did it come from? Tell the nice listener. Well, I just said. Yes, but what What does it mean? I mean, Read this. That's what you, you wrote it. <laughs> okay, it was the brainchild of a brilliant Czech playwright, and I'm not reading this straight from Wikipedia, novelist and journalist named Karel Čapek, who uh, was born in 1880, and he introduced it into his 1920 hit play, R-U-R, or Rossum's Universal Robots. And apparently robot is drawn from an old church Slavonic word, robota, which means forced labour or slave or or drudgery. And now the interesting triv facts about robots. The first commercial, digital and programmable robot was built by George Devol in 1954 and was named, how about this, the Unimate. That's just fantastic, uni, mate. It was sold to General Motors in 1961, and unfortunately, rather than taking over the world and flying off in a spaceship, it was used to lift off pieces of hot metal from die-casting machines on car production lines, which is quite dull, but never mind. Um, But 
if you could argue the definition of robots, there have been steam and water-powered machines that carried out various actions uh, since the ancient Greeks and Egyptians, and even Leonardo da Vinci. That's hard to say. Leonardo da Vinci drew up plans for a humanoid mechanical machine that could sit up, wave its arms, and move its head and its mouth. Wow. I would love to have seen that. That'd be useful. It would. Are you you saying you could (laughs) replace me with a wooden robot? Yes. Okay, thank you very much for that. Now, I know you have a theory about robots and artificial intelligence. Would you like to tell the nice listener? Well, basically, they're going to take over the world soon and kill us all. That's my theory. And you base this on? Uh, Terminator. Okay, so an average film that they made two even worse uh, sequels? What's the ones after? No, no, no. What's the opposite to a sequel? A sequel? Is it? Prequels? I don't know. Oh, never, never, anyway, do a, never do a podcast anyway, when you've had four... Anyway, it's going to start with the Roomba, I think. You know, your little automated vacuum cleaner? <laughs> They're going to be the first to rise up against us. Um, Mark my words, it's going to happen. And on that note... Retrogasmic. So, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, what have we got next week? Next week we have uh, an interview with the incredible Noddy Watts, who organises the single biggest festival in New Zealand. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the biggest festivals in the Southern Hemisphere. Last year, considering how small the population of New Zealand was, there was 275,000 people through it in four days. That's beach hop. That's beach hop. It's, it's immense. So we'll be talking to him about uh, how he's kept it going for 18 years, how it's kept growing, how it stays peaceful, all those kind of groovy stuff. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on iTunes. Please do the lovely thing. Leave us a review. Share it with your friends. Anything you can do, it really helps us. We do appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Retro.